this is the Corner to Calm podcast. In 2017, I realized my personal life was completely at odds with my professional life. I am now on a journey to speak with entrepreneurs, community leaders, and beyond to discover what motivated them to make the change, what motivated them to move from corporate to calm. Hey there, you are very welcome to today's episode of Corporate to Cam. I am speaking with Orla Goldrick, who is the definition of consistency. She has changed her career to suit her family life. She has gone back to further education to suit her. And she has embarked on such a huge journey over the past year. She decided that she was going to lose 50 pounds and she was going to get plastic surgery I admire this woman so much because she just did this to be happy. And this was her leap from corporate to cam. I can't wait for you to hear her journey. Well, hi, Orla. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. How are you? I am not too bad. Thanks a million for coming on the corporate to cam podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, We'll start by talking a little bit about your career and what you do. And what you're studying for at the moment, because you've been doing exams to beat the band. Yeah, so I work in finance at the moment. So I work in an accounts payable team. Um, and so at the moment, I am studying an accounts technician course. So it's kind of like the beginning of if you were to do your ACCAs. Brilliant. So it's a two-year part-time, a part-time course. So it's four subjects each year and four exams each year okay so it's part-time two nights a week and then once a month on a weekend you'll have extra tutoring on the weekends as well and have you always been in the accounts department or no no it's really strange because I worked in Eddie Rockets for 17 years stop it I worked in Eddie Rockets for 17 years it was my first job I started as a waitress where away. um well I first started to see they're all franchise yeah so the ones I worked in where we, our franchise was Blanchestown, Liffey Valley, two Liffey Valleys, City West, Talla and Drogheda. So I started in Blanchestown because that's where I'm originally from and then worked my way up to management. I'd done a stint in management in actually all of our stores, but then I was based in Talla for a long time. So like then with two kids, it was just, it just doesn't balance with two kids working weekends working bank holidays it's just it just doesn't work out with family so I was like right after having my second son I after my second child I was like right it's time to move on but it's very difficult to find somewhere new when you've been in the same place for 17 years did you ever work in the city west one yes I'm like, because I worked in City West for years. And you know when you know, yeah. that's why I was so attracted to your yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I, like I worked in the City West one a lot of the times. Yeah, 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 because yeah, I was in City West for, and around Talent for 10, 12 years, like, you know, working. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. what I found when I was trying to, like, it took me ages to find, like, to, to get out of there, to, to get a job. And I actually worked out by chance, like, and the company that I'm with now, I, I was like, I'm just going to have to take a major cup in pay and right. I'm just going to have to start from the bottom and work my way up. And what happened was I went for an interview for a different role. And then the manager had seen my experience and she was like, no, I actually don't like you to something else. And that's how I got into accounts. Wow. So if it wasn't for her, like I wouldn't be if she didn't take the chance on me, I wouldn't be where I am. But I always said when I got out of Eddie Rockets that whatever I went into, I was going to study. Because 
even though I worked in Eddie Rocket 17 years, I started from being a waitress, worked my way up to be a manager. Unless you have a degree or you've been to college, businesses don't care. Like they don't care about your yeah. 17 years experience. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like, and it was really, really infuriating. And it was really hard to get out of Eddie Rockets and find the job that I'm in. So that's when I said, you know what? I'm going to study and I'm really lucky my job do an education support yeah pay for me to go to college amazing so I'm so lucky like that I didn't have to pay I like isn't that so funny that like just literally being in the right place at the right time yeah that was yeah that was exactly it. it was right place at right time and if she didn't take the chance on me I don't know where I would have ended up to be honest that's mad and how long are you there Maybe five years in August. Five years. Brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. And do you think, um, is your head wrecked with exams or can you see it progressing onwards with, with exams? Oh, my, uh, like it was because I didn't expect my recovery from the surgery to take so long. I missed out on a good two weeks of studying. So that stressed me out a bit. Okay. Okay. Because I just couldn't sit comfortably enough to study, you know, that kind of way. Yes. Um. It wasn't even pain. You were just uncomfortable. You couldn't sit right. You couldn't lie right. You know, that kind of way. So it was really infuriating. So at, at the beginning, I was kind of like, oh, I'm only going to do sub, two subjects next year. I'm going to split it. But now that the exams are done, I kind of like, no, oh, I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had my wobble. I'll be fine. Yeah. And it's, but it's brilliant. And it's, do you know what? It, it is like, we are better when we're learning, aren't we? Like as well, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just, it's brilliant. Well done. Um. We're talking about, I'd say people's ears have perked up when you mentioned the word surgery. Um, And for anybody listening, I approached Orla to come on the podcast and obviously chat about her career because that's what the podcast is about. But I really wanted to have a big, dirty, nosy into her uh, plastic surgery. Is it plastic surgery? Is it yes. weight loss? Is that what? No, it's yeah. plastic surgery. Plastic yeah, surgery. Plastic surgery. Um, which you decided to tell. Actually, just you you tell the story because it, well, it's just brilliant. But originally, what I wanted to do was I was actually going to go and get a gastric sleeve. This was last okay. year, and a friend of mine had gone to get one in the hospital that I ended up having my plastic surgery. So I was like, right, hand on your heart, pure honesty do you get your, 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 your surgery? Because it's a, like, you know, people have this perception about the gastric sleeve that it's the easy way out. It is not the easy way out. And after hearing what she has to go through, I was like, I'm not is, that. is that the one where they, they reduce the size of your stomach? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So like, you know, it's a really tough operation. Like the surgery itself isn't tough. Yeah. It's afterwards, like you can't eat. You, you can only drink fluids for two weeks. And then after that, you go on to a puree stage. You can never eat and drink at the same time. And there's loads of these stipulations. You can't have a soft drink ever again and things like that. Like, so I was like, you're oh, like egg, um, no coke zero I was like <laughs> what? I was like oh after hearing all that I was like oh my god that's really tough I was like fair play to hey. anybody who like now I know the sleeve like some people getting a gastric sleeve is like actually saving their life yeah when it comes to weight loss and I think anyone who who was able to do it fair play to them so after that like my daughter is 11 and when I was pregnant on her, I had put on loads of weight. So I've always had you know, like the hang down mm. of the stomach. And like, yeah. I mean, I could have done 2000 sit ups a day and it, it never, it never go anywhere. I, I got to my skinniest two years ago ever. And that hang down was still yeah, there. And never... I was a size eight and that yeah. hang down is always going to be there. So yeah. Never disappeared. So, and then obviously I had my son. And so then 
I had started on this weight loss journey and I'd start to lose weight. So I said to my husband, right, and I always wanted a tummy tuck, always, always, always wanted them. So I just said, right, it's now or never. I'm 36. I'm still quite young. You know, I should feel happy and I should feel comfortable in my body. You know, I probably haven't worn a bikini in 12 years. Very self-conscious of every clo- like clothes I buy. Like, you know, oh my God, gone, is my stomach going to be really noticeable in that and things like that? So we had we had actually gone away for the night in January and I said, right, it's now or never. I really want to go and get to my truck. And he was like, look, that's what you want. That's yeah. what you want. Like, go for it. Like, he was like, it's your decision. So I was like, right, I really want to. I, I really wanted to be have my BMI under 30. So I think before at the beginning, I think last November, my BMI was 34 and the week of surgery, it was under 27. Amazing. Amazing. So, yeah, so that was it. So and so I had got, I got a tummy tuck and then obviously I got a breast lift because I was like, if I'm going to get a tummy tuck, I may as well get a breast lift as well. And I'm kind of glad I'd done both of them at the same time because the tummy tuck was so painful. You wouldn't have. I wouldn't have gone back for another one. And the breast lift, a breast lift is so painless. Really? So painless. I would get another one tomorrow if I had to. Right. Right. So painless. Now, the tummy tuck itself isn't painful. It's the muscle repair. If you've had kids and you've got muscle separation and you have to get them stitched back together, that feels like you have done 3,000 sit-ups. And, like, that's, like, I... I researched and I followed people that had had tummy tucks and I yeah. followed certain people that had a tummy tucks that, you know, are in conjunction with certain plastic surgeons in right. Ireland. And none of them ever explained the pain that I went through. Like when I... So, I so they literally stitched your... Yeah. Um, we're, 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 we're joining our, our yeah. fingers here for yeah. anybody so listening. Like, yeah. the, yeah. best, the best description I have is that like you were zipped yeah and for the first 20 minutes when I woke up from surgery I regretted it I was in and, that much pain and and when you like I have a feeling like what I'm imagining now when you say you were zipped it's like as if your back was brought up kind of everything was you know it was just, like they just it was like they just it's like you just put a zip in me stomach when that's that's the feeling you had like of the, oh yeah that's the feeling that you had and yeah I would say the first 20 minutes after surgery I thought to myself oh my god what am I after doing really yeah and was it was it just it was it was, it was that just pure shock it was and, pa- pure, and pain like yeah, oh my god pure shock because like when I was getting put under, put under anesthetic there was a clock on the theater and I looked up and it was half seven and when I woke up it was four past two Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you wake up in the theater. Like I woke up to the nurses trying to put my compression garments on me. And now, and to be fair to them, the minute I said I was in pain, she was like, okay. And like within two seconds, she was injecting something into me. Like, and I was literally shaking from the anesthesia. And like, she she had to come over and put her hands on my shoulder and be like, take a breath. Okay. Relax. And then you get brought into ICU. So I was in there for about three hours and the guy, the, the nurse, the IC New York nurse, he was lovely. He gave me more pain medication and then I started to feel really ill. So he gave me anti-sickness and then he gave me a blood transfusion as well. Wow. So I'm going to pause that back, going back to November and mm. who starts looking after nutrition and exercise in November when everybody's going, hey, it's coming up to Christmas. We're going yeah. to, we'll put I know. But you just went, no, this I'm yeah. starting now. Mm. 
And what, what did you do? What steps did you take? Um, well, see, my husband is a qualified PT. He doesn't work in the industry, but he is a qualified PT. Yes. So it actually is quite good to have that kind of support at home. Yeah. Do you know that kind of Brilliant. way? So I actually didn't rejoin. I didn't rejoin the gym till the new year. We bought a spin bike. Yeah. Um, a really good spin bike that you can do classes online on the screen. I did a screen on the front of it. So Brilliant. we bought a spin bike. So it was mainly like I used my fitness pal so tracking all my calories doing spin bike like five times a week and then obviously I had started to lose a good bit of weight so I think I got to about February maybe the end of February and I was like and then actually I bought weights for at home as well and did you think you were going to lose the weight so quickly yeah I knew I could have because I did a couple of years ago right after I had my son, I did a couple of years ago and then like to then like lockdowns hit and things like yeah. that. And yeah. Same as everybody else in the world. Like so and and then I broke my elbow last year as well. Yeah. yeah. So you got you get the weights, so you start doing working on your weights and everything. Yeah, like so that. my husband wrote me out um workouts for at home, but then there was only so much you can get out of at home. Yes. So it's like, right now it's time to go back. So I didn't want to join the gym because I knew I would be out of the gym for so long after recovering from the yes. operation. Then I was like, oh do you know what, screw it. Let's just go. And then he done me another workout for the gym. Like so I used to go to the gym four or five times a week. I used to go before work so I'd get up at half five. Yeah. Get there for six. Get me workout done, shower, and get to work because I'd have college in the evenings. I couldn't do the evenings. Couldn't do it, yeah. Yeah, so no, so I'd go, yeah, I'd go to the gym Monday, Wednesday morning, and Saturday and Sunday morning. Right. And then I'd do fasted cardio at home Thursday and Friday mornings. Right. God, we're That's deadly funny. when we put our minds to something, aren't we? I tell you. Yes, like, what, definitely. You yeah. No stopping us there yeah, once we get going. <laughs> so tell me the next. So you, you have the conversation in the January with your husband, yeah. and you're kind of like, this is what I want to do. Where do you go from there? You said you've researched it. What What did you do from, from there? I messaged the hospital on Instagram. Now, the hospital do have Irish reps and English reps, but I actually okay. messaged them on Instagram. And I'd actually recommend anybody go direct to the hospital. Right. Because it was just an easier process for me. And is, is the reps kind of a middleman? They're taking a little cut or anything like that? or is Well, there... I think the Irish reps and the English reps, yes. Right. Whereas okay. if you go direct to the hospital, they're not. They're just booking you in, you know, okay. that kind of way. Yeah. So there was this Turkish girl. She was absolutely lovely. Her name is Evram. She was great. Still, still like, and the, the, the communication is great. Like, you ask them a question and they come back to you immediately. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I hadn't got my, I was told I'd be waiting three weeks for my surgery report. And I actually just copped it, like, last week. I was like, I actually didn't get my surgery report. And I just sent a message saying, oh, I haven't got my surgery report. And, like, literally less than five minutes. Is this your email address? Yeah we can just check your inbox and see if you have it there like the communication is great like even when you're at home it's not a case of oh she's gone now yeah like you know that kind of way so I messaged the Instagram page and then they everything is done through WhatsApp right and <clears throat> you send a photograph like what surgery you want and you can request a certain surgery a surgeon if you have a surgeon in mind you can request that surgeon so I told her the surgery I wanted and then I was trying to work out dates um I was going to do it during the summer but I'd never been to Turkey and my husband's like I was going to do it in August and he was like no or like he was like it would be so hot and he's yeah. like the last thing you want to be doing is recovering from an operation oh my that gosh week. I wasn't even thinking she's fair play yeah to I husband. wasn't Jeez. either because I'd never been there before but yeah he, had, and he was like no 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 he was like no way he was like I'd do it before summer or after summer and I was like I'm not waiting till after summer 
so then we just looked at the dates and I was like yeah do you know what around the bank holiday because then at least I could be less days taken off work and things like that because yeah. I, I took two weeks off work and then obviously I wanted him to like I needed someone to come with me and yes. I, it was better that it was him like there's nobody else that could come with me and I wouldn't have brought my mother because she's in her 70s like do yeah. you know what I mean yeah yeah and I know people that went there on their own and I don't know how like and it's not a case of you not being looked after. It's just, it's an emotional, like, you know, yeah. you've been through a lot. Like, you need yeah. somebody there that you know that, like, you know, just comfort, like, just yeah. to see someone else's face. And sure, God love them. The hospital food is, like, absolutely terrible. Like, it's really? Yeah. And God bless them. They give you loads of it. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's something yeah. Like, God loved them. They give you a big tray full. And so thank God Jay was there because he was able to go across the road to the supermarket and get his bread rolls and things yeah. like that. So yeah. if it wasn't for him, Jesus, I would have starved till I got home. Yeah. 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 Now, but, you um, don't think about things like that either. No, like, you, you know? don't. Like, so, yeah. So then she just, she'll book your flights. So you just pay a deposit. You pay it through. Uh, she'll send you a link. And yeah, you'll pay your deposit and she'll book your flights for you. And that's it. Now, most people don't pay for the rest of their surgery until they get over there. And you can pay by card, you can pay by cash. And like, I'm a real anxious flyer. I hate flying. I hate it. Absolutely detest it. And I was like, I'm not worrying about carrying four and a half grand to an airport. Yeah. Yeah. So I just said, can I pay like an installment? Yeah, that's absolutely no problem. She just, I, I just text her on the day saying, oh, can you set up a payment link for a thousand euro? Yeah, no problem. She sent it to me within five minutes. So I was fully paid for before I got there. And you mentioned a price there. Is it yeah. much less than to do it over here? I paid five and a half thousand for what they call as a mommy makeover, okay. which is a breast aesthetic. So it's like like you can get I, I could have got implants if I wanted to, but yeah. implants were never on my radar. I was afraid that because I'd lost so much weight that the surgeon was gonna to want to put an implant. But right. thank God he was great. He was really good and he was like, nah, he's like you said he said you don't need implants. Yeah. And I was like, Thank the Lord, because I didn't want them. And your tummy choke and liposuction. So I had liposuction to my hips and my back. And then the tummy to my rest lift, and then my flights and my hotel stay. That was five and a half thousand mm-hmm. for a tummy tuck in a vocal clinic. It's nine thousand six hundred. Wow. And a breast lift is, I think, eight and a half. Wow. And they will not do two surgeries together. Right. You have to get them done separately. Why? I don't know. They say it's more risk, but like getting put under surely. Yeah, that's it's what I was just going to say. Like, surely, surely the, general uh, anesthesia. Anesthesia, yeah, yeah. yeah is, is the worst risk here. Like, you know, so they won't yeah. do two together, which is really infuriating. So, so you're looking, so you were looking at the goods of 17,000. Yeah. And and no turkey, <laughs> like, to beat that, you know yeah. what I mean? You're, that's not including like, that hotel. It's a no-brainer, and... like, and it's really infuriating because then doctors here in Ireland, you know, the minute you say you, you went to Turkey for a surgery, they're like, they're like nearly having a yeah. stroke like that's like but there's no other option for people like what yeah. do you want people to do like they just don't have that sort of money like I would have loved to have my surgery here mainly for the fact the worst part was leaving the kids for the week yeah yeah it was so hard and then obviously like like the Scorpio in me like you're like oh my god what if I go over and I don't come back you know that kind of way <laughs> you're like these are the things that go through well, your you, head. Do, like, you do say you're like have I got a will what's going yeah, on you know, yeah, you know, yeah that that is part of the fear yeah. like you know yeah. So, of course, you want to get it done in your own country. Of yeah. course, you want to go. But the thing is, is like, I was kept in hospital for four nights. 
Like, I didn't get out of hospital till the Tuesday. I was supposed to get out the Sunday, but my surgeon was like, no, she's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, Like, in Ireland, sometimes you get released the same day. Yeah. Like, you want me to pay nine and a half grand for you to send me home to my own bed that night? Like, huh? No. And I mean, if there was something wrong and you mentioned that you had a blood transfusion and everything yeah. like that. So if there was something. No, it's, yeah. no, it's very normal for them in Turkey to give you a blood transfusion. Yeah. Very normal. And um, because the surgery is so long. Um, so, yeah, like and I had four drains in me. I had one each side of my breast and then one each side of my stomach. How long did they stay in? Um, well, he took three out on the Sunday evening and then I had one left in until I got out on the Tuesday. And that was, you had the surgery on the Friday, Friday, Friday. Okay. Yeah. 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 And did you get any negative feedback from anybody when obviously now, I mean, of people, oh, you're going to Turkey or whatever, but did you? No, people are just very, very, a lot of people are just very intrigued now. Yes. Yes. They are, they're very intrigued because, you know, like myself, like, you know, there's so many women out there that would just love to just take the plunge to do it and I'm like just do it just yeah go for it you know find the hospital that you feel like and I'm not even about go to the hospital I went to just find a hospital that you feel comfortable with you know research your doctor look at their before and after pictures and things like that research because like one thing I will say is there is a lot a lot a lot a lot of clinics in Turkey like okay every street corner has a clinic in Turkey. Right. So you do have to be careful. Like, right. Very, very easy to get taken in by somebody on Instagram saying, look at all these great bodies that I've created. And it's just not the case. Yeah. Yeah. So you do have to be careful and you do have to research. Yeah. The only places I would recommend in Turkey is the hospital I went to. And the only other great hospital I've seen is Irma in Istanbul. I know loads of girls who have went to Irma in Istanbul. Okay. Um, I just don't know enough about the rest, but like even Jace, like obviously Jace seen a lot more Turkey than I did. I only seen yeah. it from the taxi transfers, like um, whereas he was walking around and he was like he's like everywhere I looked, like really hospitals, yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's very like you do see how some women have ended up botched. Yes. And un- very unfortunate. But like I knew people who would use the hospital I went to. I knew people who had plastics there and I knew people who had been there for sleeves. So it was very comfortable in going there knowing that it was a legitimate hospital. I was going to be really looked after and things like that. And I was like, even my husband, when he got there, he was like, oh my God, like I can't believe the care that they've given you. Anytime I needed a painkiller, I just pressed the buzzer. They were into me straight away. What's wrong? Can I have some pain relief? Yeah, five minutes later they're hooking it up into my IV like brilliant brilliant they couldn't have done enough like they they really couldn't have like and so we're looking at what are we looking at six six weeks later yeah six weeks later it's that's one thing like I've said to people that like you know obviously I've had people contact me because they're going over for a tummy tummy like oh my god what's the recovery like and I'm like you're gonna hate your life for the first week I said you're just gonna hate it I yeah. said, and that's just the truth. I said, but there is light at the tunnel. I promise you. Yeah. So people kept saying to me, day three, you turn a corner. And on day one, you're going, oh my God, they're lying. They're lying. There's no way you turn a corner. And t- like, how am I going to fly home? But you're fine. Like, yeah. the, the best piece of advice I give to people is, you know, you need to get up and move. You know, like, I don't even think I was 12 hours post surgery when the nurse came into me and said, like, right, come on out of bed. And I was like, I'm, I'm like it's, it sounds like after me six sections yeah <laughs> I was like leave me alone is she serious <laughs> and I I don't even think I walked 12 steps like and I was like oh but it's just and, to get you upright and yeah. it's just to, yeah and she, like and you do the more you go like, that's why I say to everybody even if you're just walking to the toilet 
try and do it every hour, every, every hour and a half. So just get your body moving, get your fluids pumping around your body. And you do just start to feel that much better. Yeah. And then I always say to them, don't forget cough sweets. Do not forget cough sweets because you've been under for so long. Your throat is so dry. Really? And trying to cough after a muscle repair. <gasps> oh, yes. Yes, yes, it, yes. Like, it's, oh my. it's all the little things. Like, it oh, is. my goodness. Like, So the best two tips I got was cough sweet. And if you need to sneeze, you need to pinch the end of your nose and look up the season. I haven't sneezed in six weeks. Really? You can, yeah, like you need to look up at the ceiling and pitch down your nose. I was like, they are the best two tips I will give you. And that's what you need to take with you when you're getting it when we do There, There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, we were chatting just before and I was, you asked me about um, staying motivated now and oh. the fact that recovery is so long and you have to mind your body and you have to look yeah. after yourself. How do you go from being so active and having this goal of losing weight and getting to a goal and, you know, looking after your your food and your nutrition to being not incapacitated, but being, you know, in a place where you, you literally can't move. And as you say, you're avoiding sneezes. Yeah. Um, it, like, to be honest, because like, you know, I'm involved in a lot of plastic surgery pages on Facebook. So I've seen where it's gone wrong right. for women and I've seen where it's gone wrong badly for women. And if you present yourself at an Irish hospital, if you're suffering some sort of infection, they don't care about the aesthetic part. Like as in tip wood. I've yeah. seen girls that have, you know, gone to an Irish hospital where they've had a really bad infection and the doctors in the hospital, not that they don't care, they don't care about how your body looks, they just care about treating that infection. Okay. And they've had their whole surgery ruined because oh, doctors God. have just cut away the infection and their stomach looks around us. Really? Yeah. So I was just, you know, after seeing things that have gone wrong for women, then some like not from Turkey, like no. um, I've um I was just very conscious of do you know what? screw the nutrition screw the gym just chill out for a couple of weeks rest not eat what you want but in moderation yeah. you know that kind of way and just mind yourself like you know that was just the really most important thing was just minding yourself like I like I only really started lifting up things about two weeks ago and when I say lifting up things I mean lifting anything I did really? not I wouldn't even lift a hoover I didn't lift a goddamn thing I was wow. like oh I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. It's not worth it. I'm in recovery. No, that's but that's brilliant because to at least you knew where your boundaries were, and that was it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean. And yeah. you, you know that's really interesting. Do you know, and it goes back to what you said about research. You have to do your research and to know oh, what can happen post as well. Yeah, and see that's the thing. Like I remember saying to because like my sister lives in the UK, so she was messaging me a lot. She was like, "How are you doing?" I was like, "Grand." Was like you do, you'd be very nervous coming home because it's one thing getting through the surgery, but your recovery is a whole different ball game because it can go wrong and it can go wrong so quickly. Yeah, you know that kind of way. If you get one bad infection, it's not treated quick quick enough. Like it, it can be really really serious. You know, wow, I know yeah. one girl. Well, I don't know her actually. That's a lie. Um, she got her surgery in Lithuania and. She ended up with sepsis, God love her, and she ended up fighting for her life. Wow. In the Mar yeah. Hospital. And yeah. she like, and she said, like, she literally said the Mar saved her life. That's like mad. I she said, I didn't even know I had sepsis. She said I just thought I had a little she had a blood clot. So she was like, I actually went in because I couldn't breathe. And she said, and then next of all, I'm waking up like a week or two later in hospital. That's mental, isn't it? 
a yeah. week or two later. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like I had seen where it had gone wrong so quickly for so many girls. And I was just so I was just really like, nah, I was like, if I, I, I said, like, even if I was to put on a stone in recovery, okay. It, okay. It cares, I can lose it again. You know what I mean? Jim's going to be there in two months time. So have you made lifelong habits out of this? Because, you know, the cynics and people and they'd be like, aren't you getting that done? And, the, you know, do we, have you changed for life, do you think? Because for me, I see we have our kids and we just lose ourselves. Like, do you know oh, what I mean? Oh, 100%. Like, I've and been able to buy clothes over the past couple of weeks that I never, ever, ever, ever would have worn. Ever. Yeah. It wasn't even a dream. Like, I even went into pennies last week and I just picked up clothes without actually even thinking how they'd look at me yeah whereas normally I'd go in and I'd be like oh god it has to yeah. like that has to look at that no and I just like I wouldn't really wear dresses yeah whereas now I've got about six in my, my wardrobe do you know what I mean some and, more dresses and do you feel like do you feel good about yourself like as well oh, yeah like literally um I probably look in the mirror every morning and still expect to see what I saw before surgery like yeah it's just crazy like like the last time my stomach was this flat was probably about 12 13 years ago yeah regardless of weight like regardless whether I was 10 stone or whether I was 15 stone yeah just didn't matter like I never had a flat stomach because I'd had kids yeah it's great isn't it so it is it's a life it is a life change in surgery. And sometimes I hate, like, because when you say plastic surgery to some people, they're like, plastic surgery? Mm. And they just think of, like, they just think that, like, of these plastic Barbie dolls going around. And it's completely different. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's like, there's a girl that I follow on Instagram now, and she's she's brilliant. You know, she's got a gastric sleeve. And I think she lost 13 stone or something. Yeah. Like, she lost a colossal amount of weight. And she's coming home from Turkey today. She went over and got an FDL tummy tuck. Like, she's like, I can't believe this is my body. And I'm like, I know. And you won't believe her for a very long time. Like, you know, it's life changing. Like, you know. And and sometimes, you know, like you see people and they're like, oh, you know, losing weight and doing that isn't going to fix what's wrong inside or what's, you know, that oh, way. It definitely does. Yeah. Like, but yeah. For, for, you know what I mean? There are people that, the only thing that is wrong is that they're not comfortable in their bodies. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, and I, God, I wouldn't have been comfortable for years. Like genuinely, yeah. especially when it came to buying clothes and things like that. Like even on Friday, I'm going to the Taste of Dublin with work. We go every year. Brilliant. And the weather is supposed to be really hot. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to wear one of my nice summer dresses. Do you know that kind of way? Whereas yeah. I, I don't know even know whether any of them are more have seen me in a dress before. Yeah. You know yeah. that kind of way because it would always be jeans or something like that or trousers, you know. So like it, it, like it is, like it just gives you so much confidence, like you know that kind That's of way. Brilliant. That's brilliant. What, what, um, as far as say your new nutrition and your exercise, will you take away and will you maintain for you? Do you think? As it well, like I mean, I definitely like the relationship with the gym. I do, like you know yourself as a mother. Like we just don't take time for ourselves. No. Yeah, we run after the whole house and do something for us last. So, like one thing is that, like you know, I actually can't wait to get back into the gym to have that hour or two where it's just me and my headphones, yeah. whether it be on the treadmill or whatever I'm going to do over the next couple of weeks. That I'm looking forward to, just to yeah. get out of the house and not be in work and just have that time to myself definitely brilliant brilliant that's it like I mean you do because that's the thing like you make this life-changing decision and then you're like I'm stuck here for six weeks as well like yeah I know it's like yeah yeah 
so moving on from there and I mean I suppose it's really if you are so open and so honest um on your social media and if anybody wants to get in touch with you your handle name I'm going to say this right is Trichotillomania yeah Trichotillomania Trichotillomania and me so that's the other thing that's been in your life um and what prompted you to call your Instagram handle yeah because a lot of people (laughs) do um I knew what it was but I just I I, you know it's it it's an amazing to be so open and out there with with it yeah because a lot of people don't know what it is and a lot of people in the hair industry don't know what it is a lot of hairdressers don't know what it is and I uh, I just felt like you know if you're going to have a profession where you're going to be dealing with people like you're only dealing with hair you need to know you need to know everything about the hair like you need to know like you know people just don't understand and I always remember you like what happened was a very long like very 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 long time when I was about 19 about 18 19 my friend was training to be a hairdresser and you know the way to do these classes like color classes and cutting classes and her friend hadn't got a model so her friend she said to me will you do will you be a model for Laura in the current class I was like oh okay I didn't really like anyone but my friends touching my hair because yeah. I never had to explain to my friend well like you know if if you could like if there was short bits or anything like that so I was like right okay I go and do the cutting class and the manager of the salon was an older lady and obviously the older generation had zero tact and um Laura was doing my hair and like Laura was very professional never opened her mouth but when obviously the manager was coming over expecting inspecting Laura's cut um like what's wrong with your hair like is something wrong with you but yeah. it's just like and I was like you know I was a really young girl and I just wanted the ground to like because back then I didn't know what it was yeah because yeah. you know like, tell, tell people what we're talking about it's hair pulling so it's kind of like an OCD slash anxiety disorder so that like when you get anxious for me it's when I get like stressed like if mm-hmm. I'm stuck in traffic or things like that like and you just do it without realizing you do it like that you pull strands of hair out of your head and a lot of people have never heard it before like have this image of you like a maniac rocking in the corner of your house like pulling your hair out like this but it's not like that at all you're like you're looking for a certain hair you're looking for a certain strand so like a lot of the time people will see me do this and they think I'm pulling hair but I'm not I'm actually feeling my hair and I'm feeling for like that certain texture and anyone who suffers from trick will understand what I'm saying like it has to be a certain texture and when you find that hair piece that strand that feels the way you need it to feel that's when you kind of releases your anxiety and then you end up pulling it out now you don't need it or anything some people do I don't I know a lot of people not many people do but some people do actually end up eating it which is really bad for you wow yeah but um like I like for donkey's years I thought I was the only person in the world with it like yes I thought I was the only like I, I just didn't understand it until I googled it and seen there was a name for it and I was like oh my god there's an actual name for it like so then a couple of years after it was after I had Holly that I went to not the GP I went now a different GP and he was a young guy and I, I obviously like you know I kind of had enough of it so I went to talk to him about it and he didn't know what it was and I don't know whether it was out of nerves or what it was, but he, like, when I said to him, like, oh, you know, I, I pull my hair out and he started laughing. Oh, gosh. 
and I like again I just sat there going oh my god I just wanted to die and um I never went back to a GP about it until obviously with lockdown working from home two young kids stressed out my banana beads I was like I'm going to end up with not a hair left in my head yeah so my current GP I went to her and she knew all about it yeah. she knew all about it she was so so helpful she was so so good um you know but like it, it is like you need to go to CBT therapy mm-hmm. to to kind of help battle it like and I did go to a good couple of sessions but just money wise like it just it just can't afford it like I mean it's like 60 70 euro a week yeah you know so just had to hit the nail on the head with that like and she was a lovely therapist and things like that because they say something triggers it they say something has happened in your life that has triggered it I probably start hair pulling in secondary school I would say the first year in secondary school but I can't think of anything like nothing stands out to me in my life that I could pinpoint it to that's why any parents that message me on the Instagram page where they know it's their young kids um, our hair pulling on like bring them to your GP straight away it was yeah. like cause the quicker you intervene the quicker they can be healthy the quicker they can stop so if you go to your GP and they're talking crap go to a different GP because yeah. get them help you know they need counseling they need it like something like something's going wrong in their mind that is making them so anxious that they're doing this like you know so don't take any crap and get it sorted as, as soon as you can because I think that's probably one of my problems is is that because I've had it for so long I don't know what the backbone of it is. Like, I don't yeah. know the true root of it. I know what causes me to do it now. Like, I know what my triggers are now, but I actually don't know what the main trigger was. I don't know what started it off. And is it really habitual for you? Like, do you just, it's... You, yeah, like during my exams, like, I don't know how I have a hair left on my head. Really? Yeah. 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 And is there any way outside of, like, the the behavioural therapy and that, is there any way that you can manage it with shampoos I try to do a bit of meditation just to okay. try and calm the mind I do find meditation works definitely most definitely yeah yeah but and do you would is there a special shampoo that you would use to build no, or anything see, like that it's, got to, it's, it's all with your mind okay so, to, like, so you can only really help straighten strengthen your and see the thing is I suffer with scalp psoriasis right even worse because then you're just bringing your hand to your head constantly so if I'm not scratching because I've got psoriasis I'm pulling you know that kind of way yeah so, yeah but and it, it, for you it's just acknowledging the triggers then as well and yeah yeah just acknowledging the triggers yeah most definitely yeah 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 and that's but do you know what though it's just brilliant that I mean to hear parents are contacting you and everything like that yeah yeah and I've had quite a few like and that's that's just one piece of advice I give them straight away I'm like bring them to a GP I'm like and another thing I say to them is like try not to like if you see that they're like you know they're pulling don't make it known to them that you know that they're pulling because they get quite embarrassed about it yeah and which kind of triggers you to keep doing it then actually stop right you know that kind of way so I'm like if you see your child is hair pulling kind of distract them like you know yeah you know grab their hand and be like oh come on over here or you know that kind of way or start talking to them some because they're obviously in a trance about something and yeah. they don't realize it yet and they're just in that little hair trance of trying to find their little inner peace but you know by you saying stop pulling your hair you're just actually embarrassing them which yeah. makes it worse which makes them pull out even more hair yeah. so yeah. you know don't say it like 
So what's next for you then? What? Be getting back training and just chilling out and just actually just being happy and content now. So every week at Corporate Cam, we talk about creating our own happiness. So what would you say to somebody who's thinking they've, they've listened to what you had to say about um, your surgery? What would you say to somebody that's thinking about doing it? Do it. Yeah. Because, and you know what? You're never too late either. There was two sisters in the room beside me that I'd say they were in their 50s and they were both getting tummy tucks because one of them was getting married in July. And I was like, you know what? You are so right. Go, just do it. Just yeah. do it. Like, you know, a friend of mine, before I was going for surgery, she's like, oh my God, I'd love to get a breast lift. She's like, I really, really would. And after my surgery, I was like, do it, do it. It's it's painless. It's yeah. not painful at all. Like, go do it. Like, you know, I like we just like as mommies we just spend our lives running out after the kids running after our husbands running after the house making sure the house is clean making sure the food shop is done making sure the kids have their pants on and <laughs> you know that kind of way and we just you do we just lose ourselves you yeah. know and it's wrong like you know I was only like I'm only 36 and I was like do I really want to look in the mirror and hate my body for the like for the next 30 to 40 years absolutely yeah, yeah. not like you know I want to, you know, for on holidays, I want to feel comfortable enough to wear a bikini and be comfortable. Like, you know, it was never about, I just wanted to be happy and content. It was never yeah. about the perfect body. It was just about being happy. Like, I still have stretch marks on my stomach. So it was never about anything like that. Yeah. I don't care about them. I find yeah. stretch marks a privilege. You know, not every woman in the world is lucky enough to carry children. That's true. You know, and just some women that would dive to have stretch marks from pregnancy. Yeah. Like, so my stretch, like I do still have stretch marks and they do not bother me in the slightest. It was never about anything like that. It was just literally to get rid of that belly. That's all I wanted. That's what I wanted gone. And now that it's gone, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, weird, but brilliant. Yeah. yeah, weird, but brilliant. So anyone that wants to do it, research your hospital, research your surgeon, make sure you're comfortable going there and just do it and screw what anyone else thinks because people will have opinions whether you get it done in Dublin or whether you get it done foreign people will always have opinions and you'll always hear a bad story about yeah. every hospital I mean I've had bad I've had loads of bad stories about the Irish hospitals and plastic yeah. surgeons yeah do you know what I mean you'll always have a bad story and that's just life exactly exactly well if anybody wants to ask you a question um you're on instagram and yeah. you're great you're great for now rant you're great for yeah, now love rant love <laughs> rant um so tell us your instagram handle properly um it's <laughs> trickatillamania underscore and underscore me there you go thank you so much orla no i really problem. appreciate thanks it me. thanks emil <laughs> talk to you soon talk to you soon bye Thank you for listening to the Corporate to Cam podcast. Please subscribe, leave a nice review. It really does make a difference. Or simply come back and listen to us next time. My name is Linda Monaghan, inspiring you to take that leap from corporate to cam.